0: Hi everyone and welcome back to my podcast Talk It Out, raising awareness and mental health conditions and helping to stamp up stigma. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. Would you like to start off by introducing yourself to everyone, please?
1: So, hi everyone, my name's Kennedy and I know Chloe from University, so we're both on the same university cohort together, and I've known Chloe for about two years
0: now. Woo! Woohoo! <laughs> Woo-hoo. So, today's episode is a bit of a different one actually from what I normally do, but it's going to be about epilepsy. So, for people that are listening in and maybe don't have a clue about epilepsy, could you tell everyone a bit about what epilepsy is? So,
1: there are many facts that, about epilepsy that I could tell you, but um, I don't want to bore your listeners with them. So, here's just a few basic ones. Um, so, there are only four current types of epilepsy um, that someone with epilepsy can be diagnosed with. Um, those with epilepsy are most likely to be on treatment for the rest of their lives. There are 60 different types of seizures with, that epileptics can have. And um, Finally, um, seizures can be started by an item or doing something out of routine. This is most commonly
0: known as triggers quite interesting actually because i know loads of people when they think of epilepsy they think ah oh, it's flashing lights but it's actually not really like that for most epileptics
1: no it's not so um for me it can be stress it can be funneling uh tachycardia it can be anything absolutely anything can cause it apart from flashing lights
0: <laughs> me and you are just too different
1: mm. Completely different but we do
0: have the tachycardia no <laughs> we do we can relate on that one we can indeed and the stress <laughs> i mean that just comes hand in hand with uni really doesn't it, it? definitely does it really does we pick the most stressful uni parts, but we do it <laughs> so how would you say this affects you on like a day-to-day basis um it's a good question because i think
1: it affects everyone so differently Um, But because I've had my diagnosis since the age of 14 and I've seen it develop over time and because of different medication which has a change on the body and also seizures plays a massive role as well. But currently I would say that short-term memory is one of my biggest problems and I do sometimes have a problem with remembering things and I have to tend to write things down or I will forget like... um, there was a, a cardiology appointment for a heart scan and um, I went to the hospital and I got the wrong date <laughs> got the wrong date and it was a week a week after uh, like the week before
0: that is so something Kyle I would do my memory is so bad
1: like it has a massive impact on the memory, like no matter how many seizures, each seizure you have, it has a massive effect on the brain. Like my memory, short-term memory is crap. My long-term memory is brilliant. I can remember things so well.
0: So since diagnosis, would you say that you've had much support?
1: So when I was diagnosed at 14, I had all this part in the world from the paediatric epilepsy nurse on NLAG side, who was absolutely fantastic, was always just like a phone call away, would come round to my parents house, would support my family, provide emotional support, provide advice, would suggest advice to me and my mother if it was needed. And like would contact the neurologist if my medication needed changing, or would need to up my medication. But when, when I hit, so obviously when you hit 16, you're classed as an adult, aren't you? Yeah. So as soon as I hit the age of 16, my neurologist changed. And that's when it all, when like the whole world flipped upside <laughs> down. My medication was changed constantly. And I remember, I think I turned 17, my neurologist looked, he looked at me and just went, there's nothing more I can do for you. I'm going to refer you to, uh, to Dr. Ming." as you know the the teams for me they've been they've been pretty good but I'm sick of let's just say the neurology nurses I've not had much support now for the last four years I've not had much support. but I would say when you hit an adult when you hit An adult, with neurology, with epilepsy, you don't get much support, you have to literally beg for it.
0: Yeah, you have to fight for it, I think I've noticed that.
1: You literally have to fight for your case, unless you are obviously constantly having seizures, constantly, unless something's really wrong with you, that's when you get the support. If you're on the paediatric side, you've constantly got support, so I wouldn't say there's much
0: support out there for people with epilepsy. I literally agree. (laughs) So obviously having epilepsy we've spoke about a bit touched on the physical side and obviously it also has quite a damaging effect on the mental health side so how would you say that it impacts on your mental health? So because I've
1: had epilepsy for over 10 years I would say at the beginning it had a massive impact on my mental health. I was basically wrapped in bubble wrap by my family, wasn't allowed to much freedom just in case i've had a seizure my friends always had to come over to my house just in case um but i would say when i hit about 18 i was the bubble wrap was unreleased i was allowed my freedom again so that's when my mental health kind of got better but i would say my current battles at the moment are it's not being able to get the chance, not being able to get the chance to drive. And then yeah. when you have that, when you have that taken away from you, I'd say when you get that taken away from you, it sucks because people constantly, you see people driving around, you see the new 17 year olds passing, getting the first cars. It's it's like, I would say it's like a massive kick in balls. Yeah. they the passing the driving around doing the speeding along and it's like I wish that was me yeah I, I wish I could drive and I'd say why why can't that be me why can't I be seizure free people don't understand that and you've always got people driving you around and stuff like that and I I appreciate that love that thank you Thank you for driving me around, but I wish I could drive myself around, right, I wish I could get behind the wheel and drive, I think that that's the one mental health thing for me, and the other one is, whenever I hit the four-month seizure-free mark, that's when I have my seizures, and then it's...
0: It's almost like you're back to square
1: one again, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what I mean, it's like, my body has a seizure, and then it's just restarting the seizure clock again. And then that's the next few days, I'm just down again, and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I have to restart. And then it's just the anxiety of hitting four months up. Oh, brilliant.
0: When am I going to have a seizure? Mm. I know a lot of people have said to me, like, don't keep a record of it, because then you can't, like, beat yourself up. But then you get, like, the neurologists, which are saying you must keep a record of it or you need to know, and it's like, ugh. And then
1: they go to you, try and record yourself having a seizure. It's like, well, what do you expect me to do? Put a camera
0: in my room and just watch myself. Honestly, I think that's the most comical thing what a neurologist has told me. Well, why have you not got more rev- video evidence? Well, what do you want me to do? Would you like me to set up CCTV cameras around my bedroom and everywhere and I it, go, just in case? And it's
1: like when they say, oh, can you get your friends to record you? Well, well, no, what are they going to do? What? Grab, quickly grab their phone and record having a seizure? <laughs> no, their first thing, thing to do is to move everything out of the way can 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 harm me and then once it's finished put me in the recovery position they're not just going to record it and put it on youtube
0: it's not like the first instant people think of is it just to whip out a phone and then they're like well why don't you have evidence and it's like well do you not actually think of it from like my kind of perspective like it's virtually impossible to get a video it's like gold dust (laughs) exactly one second one second let me get my phone quick
1: i need to snapchat this and put it on my story quick (laughs) honestly I do think they do think some of them are a bit
0: stupid, but hey ho. I literally agree. So also, I think it might just be me, but you might also feel the same. But I feel like I think about because obviously I'm still like kind of like new to this whole like world. I feel like I kind of grieve like the life I used to have because I can't have it now.
1: So I think it's just so obviously I was quite young. I, so my first seizure was when I was 13, I remember it clear as the day, it was about 5am in the morning, I basically vomited loads up and then had a seizure, went to Amy, they just said because of a drop in blood sugar, that's why I had a seizure, and then a year later, I had another one, so I did, I kind of, sort of mourned, mourned who I used to be, but I don't really remember who I used to be when I was 14. Yeah, I know what you mean. But I've kind of adapted. And I get, my mum always says to me, she's like, the way you cope with your epilepsy is quite quite amazing because you don't let it get to you. You've accomplished so much in your life. I mean, I've done a foundation degree in health and social care. I'm doing my nursing now. I've had a child.
0: No one can stop you.
1: (laughs) I don't let it stop me. I don't let it define who I am. And I know you're new to this whole entire epilepsy game, but you shouldn't let it define who you are. And I know you're—I know you're not on treatment yet, but you shouldn't let it define who you are. I mean, look at you—you're doing an, you're doing your nursing degree.
0: <laughs> I know it's just harder, doing... easier said than done, isn't it? Like most things, it is.
1: It's so easier said than done, and I know there's other people out there with chronic illnesses that let their illness define who they are and they shouldn't Definitely. but look they shouldn't let it define who they are because if you set your mind to things you can accomplish anything in life
0: anything I 100% agree with that so we touched on about being student nurses and obviously we're both Whoa. studying together Whoop! graduate next year by the way guys
1: finally
0: so what would you say it's like being a student nurse with epilepsy
1: so I don't think it's any different to being a regular student nurse but I think the only difference is when you're out on placement you have to make everyone aware that you have epilepsy and there is a chance that you have seizures but you, you sometimes get people asking you, what type of seizures you have? Um, what do we need to do? Stuff like that. And the one answer I always say to them is, look at my occupational health report. It's all on there. Look at the risk assessment that's been done. And mm-hmm. I think that that's it. But the one story I can tell you is my last placement, which you know about, about my community placement. mm mm-hmm basically what happened was they didn't like my occupational health report they basically said to me that um we need you to go back to occupational health and get a brand new report this is not good enough oh and their health risk manager basically said um, community is not for you and we don't think you should be here that's mm. all i'm gonna say <laughs> that's enough of that but it it basically led to me getting a sick note and leaving that placement
0: early yeah I think for both of us it's kind of slightly different because obviously for me it was a bit of a kick in the teeth obviously still being new to all this I haven't been allowed to go on placement due to like safety reasons yeah so I feel like there's a lot more work to be done
1: (laughs) I think because of how your epilepsy is at the moment and how mine is I think I'm my epilepsy at the moment past couple of days hasn't been brilliant but with how yours is at the moment i think they're just looking out for you
0: yeah we're both Um, in two very different like stages
1: yeah mine in the eyes of neurology is controlled i would (laughs) say it's not we're still having seizures and i want to be controlled fully but you won't once you find the right medication for you like apparently mine is the right medication um when I very started my medication I was on a very low dose now I'm on one of the highest doses you can get um side effects are awful
0: fantastic
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is a hard life with epilepsy it is a hard life being a student nurse with epilepsy it is hard
0: but it's but, doable
1: <laughs> but it is doable um You just cope and manage with it.
0: So many people have said this to me, like, um, there's so many nurses out there with epilepsy, but you just don't know it. Because people, I think people
1: are ashamed to say it because they think it's one of them disabilities that just, they just, I can't find the words to say it. It's an ashamed chronic illness. Yeah. But. I just make laughs about it like I flop on the floor like a fish.
0: (laughs) Literally, Literally.
1: flop on the floor like a fish. It just makes me chuckle. (laughs) Like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, it's scary. It scares people. If you've never seen a seizure, look on YouTube. Look at tonic-clonic seizures. Look at absence seizures. Look at vocal seizures. Look at the different forms of seizures. Educate yourself.
0: I know there is so much education out there for people who are listening and maybe thinking, oh, actually, this is something I'm interested in knowing about. I know there's, like, epilepsy action. Epilepsy action, epilepsy society,
1: um, epilepsy first aid. Um, What I'll do is I'll send Chloe my health promotion from my first year uh, poster um, and it's got links on there to where you can do the uh, epilepsy first aid videos and stuff like that if you want.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it'd be helpful for people to be able to see just in case maybe they're listening now and thinking, actually, I want to know more. Because I think it will really help people out. 100%. So, with every chronic condition, there is going to be highs and lows. So, do you want to just tell us maybe a couple of highs and lows of what it's like actually living with epilepsy? Um, I think the lows are definitely the injuries you
1: can get. Sure, um, about two years ago, my the worst injury I ever got was all of the side of my face. I got really bad, I got black eyes, and um, bruising swelled my face, and um, just was bruised all the way down my arm. I got a cracked rib, uh, bit my tongue. not catch that. Could you try again? Sorry about that. It's all right. <laughs> um, nearly broke my teeth
0: mm.
1: um, when i was pregnant with my little boy i felt i was seizure-free for nearly the entire nine months and had a seizure and fell down the stairs and if you've ever had acrylic nails and broke them well, or oh. broke five of them and pulled them all from the root ouch <laughs> yeah it wasn't nice i just think it's mainly the injuries
0: Definitely. And obviously, some people with seizures or epilepsy have warning signs, but some people don't. So it could literally happen at any time and they might not even know it's going to happen.
1: So the warning signs are also known as auras. Yeah. Just to let people know, it's also known as auras. Um, I think the highs of epilepsy, I
0: don't know. I'd say it's meeting people like I know we're on the same course but I don't think we would have had such a connection unless like we both had something in common you know what I mean yeah I think
1: it yeah meeting people like I know a handful of people with epilepsy um yeah I think it's meeting people educating people as well um making to me it's making jokes about epilepsy being able to make the jokes. Like, I, I just love making jokes about myself. I do the same, don't worry. And then when I told someone that I've had a seizure, they go, oh, not another bloody one. For <laughs> Sorry. But it's just, make it, just being able to make myself laugh about it as well.
0: Yeah, um, so it's not all doom and gloom. No.
1: And I think another one is, um, because I've taught taught my son about it as well. Like Aww. he has a bit of an understanding. Um, I've had one in front of him. And I've woken up and he's going, mummy floppy. Mummy floppy. And I think that just made me I woke up and I was kind of smiling a bit. and it just brightened my day a bit. But it's a good question. But I would say a low of epilepsy is the lack of education
0: definitely not many people actually know what it is or even have a understanding of it yeah
1: and i would say when we did a lecture at university about epilepsy that annoyed me a bit
0: because it was
1: very wrong that's mm. all i'll say mm. that's all i'll say
0: very. but yeah so just to sum up this interview to a bit of a wrap for people that maybe didn't catch um like the websites they can check it out on do you want to just repeat maybe where they can find more information obviously i'll repost it all on my instagram story in case they need to check it out on my instagram but do you just want to reiterate like the epilepsy action and all that just once more so
1: epilepsy action epilepsy society um epilepsy aid is one yeah. um they all have facebook groups they're all um charity websites stuff like that um nhs website as well have information on there um as i said earlier i will send chloe my health promotion poster from my first year as well because they've got little mini qr codes that you can scan and it will take you straight to their websites as well for epilepsy first aid more knowledge things like that
0: brilliant well thank you so much for joining me today i've (laughs) loved having you on thank you for having me